Sailing Sailor, a podcast where two sisters take time to pause and reflect in the midst of a hurried life. My name is Sarah May. And I'm Sarah. And we are so glad that you are joining us this week. Um, we first are going to recap a little from last week. Yeah. We set a challenge. Sarah, did you do anything this week to intentionally find rest? I did. Um, It's really funny because since we set that challenge and said that we were going to try to practice it, of course, the week was super busy. Of course. And the one day that I knew I would have a set amount of time to do that, to like intentionally rest, was Saturday. But I had like three things that I wanted to try to do on Saturday. And uh, one of them was deep clean our house. (laughs) That's that's not one thing. <laughs> well, it, well, okay, like, I guess I should say three time-consuming things. Mm-hmm. One was to deep clean our house uh, because I love, like, you know, like, opening up the kitchen cabinets and, like, really yes. cleaning them out or, like, really so scrubbing, like, floors and just, yes, something is so nice about coming home to, like, a really clean home. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, I could do that this Saturday. But I also hadn't seen my parents for a while, so they live about an hour away from me. Um, and I really wanted to see them, and I thought it'd be fun to take Miles up to visit them. Uh, and then I also wanted to spend some time with Ryan and we've been trying to go through the Harry Potter movies um since it's I fully support this. <laughs> yes. It's like, you know, Halloween season although now it's over, but um in the fall I just feel like it's fun to watch them. Mm-hmm. So, that was another big thing that I wanted to try to do this weekend. <clears throat> And I thought, okay, but then where am I going to rest? <laughs> because if I deep clean our house, that's not fully, like, resting. Mm-hmm. If I go visit my parents, that's not fully resting. Not that it's, like, bad, but it's not, like, you know, Sabbath rest. And watching Harry Potter, I wouldn't necessarily say it is. So <laughs> I did something called a compromise <laughs> um, in my mind. Sometimes you have to. Yes. Um... So when I drove up to my parents, because spoiler alert, I did not deep clean my house. I went and visited <laughs> my parents. I instead of like listening to a podcast or something, which is what I typically would do, I just pretty much spent the whole time in worship and prayer. And Miles slept the whole way, which is really nice. So um I looked at that as like, uh, here's an hour. I mean, I had mm-hmm. an hour in the car. I was doing nothing else where I can just fully focus on the Lord. And then truly, like the afternoon at my parents' house was very restful. Like, That's awesome. I was catching up with them. It was playing with Miles, watching them play with Miles, um, not having two dogs like all up in my face <laughs> and in my grill. And I didn't have to take care of them. So that was nice. Um, so... I would say, like, I was just intentional with that little space of time that I had traveling rather than um, listening to, you know, I like true crime podcasts, <laughs> but I don't like to listen to them when Miles is in the car. Even though he's oh, a yeah. baby and I know he, like, doesn't fully know what's going on, I still yeah, don't like it. Yeah, but do you it. really want his first words to be, like, Murder. prosecution? Yeah. <laughs> or <laughs> prosecution. No, I'm not your... really worried about that. <laughs> but more like, you know, murder. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So that was my little chunk of rest this week and actually you know what after church um on sunday uh i took a nap which i know i said yes. last week is not is not like what we're aiming for but it was so needed so we were on the worship team at our church and we have to be there at 7 a.m for for church on sundays to practice before the service starts and waking up early enough to get myself ready to then get miles ready to then get to the church on time which we never are um it's exhausting (laughs) so i know i mean i don't know but well you do to an extent i mean your situation is not the same but you have to be up and ready and early on sundays too um but yeah so it was really nice to awesome. to rest and sleep after church for a little bit while Miles took his nap. So there, I don't know what I don't know what it is. You can nap at the same time every day of the week, but Sunday oh. naps hit different. They sure do. They just 
they are just different yep. and it's just a gift from the lord mm-hmm. i don't know it's the lord's day <laughs> anyway what about you what did you do so yeah i when you were talking about napping last week i was like thinking i can't nap i just i can't it's not something i do you know i'm not good at it it i get i feel sick when i wake up i get headaches whatever but i actually two days this week did i was very um very tired and fatigued from being sick and i wanted to just be busy around the house and do things. I have a very hard time sitting in and resting after work because I feel like I want to get stuff done. And I, two days last week, I rested after work and like napped a little bit both days, but also was just like restful and like listening to music or playing a video game, which is not stressful. I was playing Animal Crossing. So that's a very relaxing game. Um, And so just like chilling and not worrying that there was dishes in the sink or whatever, just taking time to be. And then um, I've been, now that I'm feeling better and everything. I've been taking Layla for walks again and I've been taking her for really long walks and I've been enjoying it so much because I love this weather. I love the cool weather. Mm -hmm. It's been so rainy lately. I haven't loved that, but, um, the cool weather I'm just so enjoying. I'm enjoying it this year more than I ever have. And so, um, I went on really long walks and I did some of the normal things I do, like um, I usually Marco Polo when I'm on walks. Usually you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, but, yes. <laughs> but um, even on the walks, I did a little, but I, I just, like, put my phone in my pocket and just was, like, present, I guess, yeah. um, in the time that I had with uh, my baby puppy and <laughs> with God. And, so, yeah, it was... I feel like I had a little bit more opportunity but being intentional makes such a difference you know we have yep. we had said we're, we're setting this challenge to our listeners and I'm like I don't want to not do it and so I was intentional with it and that really helped and I didn't feel like oh I'm sitting here and I should be doing other things I was like no this is something I need to do and yep. it's good so hopefully that will continue because as holidays the holiday season comes up it's so easy to get manic and crazy oh, for i sure. mean with good things but still you get burnt out whether you like what you're doing or not um yeah so yeah hopefully i can think about this week and how it was really good um going into that season yeah well and you heard it here first everyone like we didn't do anything spectacular and we didn't mm-hmm. do anything that took like a full day which like you totally can do that Mm -hmm. and that is definitely important and necessary too um but we just tried to find two small chunks throughout our week where you know we're intentional I like that you said I wasn't thinking about all the things like the dishes Mm -hmm. that I had to do because that's the hardest for me I know I remember on Sunday after church (laughs) I was like Miles we were we were eating lunch Miles was down for his nap and then I thought okay I could do the dishes now Or I could just say, I'm really tired and I need to rest. And Mm -hmm. so that's what I did. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And that's the thing is there's always going to be something, you know, so it's good. I was going to say, too, that it's been really funny because throughout the week I've been seeing so many posts about rest. And it must be something that everyone needs to hear. And one that I actually read today, I wanted to share real quick before we get into this episode. Um. I'm probably going to butcher his name, but his name is Rich Villadas. Have you ever heard of him? I don't know. but Maybe his, I've heard of him when his name is pronounced correctly. I'm just maybe. kidding. <laughs> um, his quote was this. Had Jesus not pulled his disciples away to rest, they would have either, one, died of exhaustion, two, quit following him, or three, ended up addicted to their work. Three very real temptations we face. And I was just like, yes, such a good reminder. So we're going to (laughs) continue seeking Selah and seeking rest throughout our weeks, and we hope that you guys are too. I feel like, yeah, I've done two of those things. I've never left Jesus, 
but I've been obsessed with what I'm doing and I've been super burnout before. So for sure. Good reminder. And sorry, because we know that guy's listening to our podcast. So sorry if Sarah butchered your name. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> he knows us. Definitely. <laughs> Little old us. So this week we are talking about community and finding community, what that looks like, being in community. Um, and it's funny because thinking about it and getting ready for this episode, I realized community means different things to different people. And I think that whether you have it or not um, will change your reaction to hearing the word, like mm. finding community. When I said, you know, to a couple of different people, we're going to be talking about finding community. They either said, oh, that's awesome. I love that. You know, like I love learning about that and I love hearing about that. Or they said, oh, my gosh, <laughs> well, I'll listen to it then because I don't know anything about that, like, <laughs> in, you know, in like a stressful kind of way. So mm-hmm. I was like realizing that it's important for us to be thinking about this because it's another one of those things that if you're not intentional about it, you you will not seek it out and, yeah, and you'll find it. And so I have a funny story about me. I, here's the thing. I am painfully extroverted. <laughs> and <laughs> that has often created very awkward situations for myself and other people because I just I just put myself out there a lot and don't always think about the repercussions. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> what does that so, mean? So one time I was going through the drive-thru at McDonald's because while you can't tell by my physique. I love fries. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait, you can't tell. (laughs) So I was in the drive-thru at McDonald's and my order was taking a long time. I probably got like ice cream and their ice cream machine is always broken. So that's probably what happened. But I'm in the drive-thru and I'm waiting forever at the window. And so I start a conversation with the girl at the window because that's what I do. I can't go anywhere without talking to people. And She's like, oh, my gosh, I love your vibe. And I was like, oh, thank you. (laughs) I'm not, like, cool. So I was like, oh, I don't know if I've ever heard that before. But um, she's like, I love your vibe. We should be friends. Oh, wow. And (laughs) I was like, okay. And so she wrote her number down on my receipt. And I texted her. Oh, my gosh. That's very (laughs) forward. I've, Wow. (laughs) and so we so we were texting and we're like oh my gosh this is so funny my name is this my name is this whatever and then the couple days that followed like she was just asking overly personal questions and I am an open book okay I am an oversharer I will tell anyone anything most of the time but not the friend I just made through a drive-thru window. Like, I don't even know your last name. (laughs) And so, like, about where I worked, where I went to school, where I lived, (laughs) like, if I was married. Oh, my. Like, we were just, there was a lot of things coming up. And I ended up just not texting her back because of all of these. That sounds like a wise (laughs) choice, in my opinion. Well, yeah, Adam was you know, fully behind it. Um, he thought it was super weird when I came home and was like, I just made a friend. He's like, you didn't even leave your car. <laughs> like, how did you, what? <laughs> and um, yeah, so that was one of my uh, many attempts in life to make a friend. But this time, as many other times, it did not, it, it went a little awry. Okay. So, <laughs> but it kind of sounds like she was hitting on you. I mean, I don't know. More than like your sweet little innocent. Maybe. Oh, we can be friends. <laughs> honestly, honestly, I, honestly, I didn't, I never thought about that until you saying that this moment. And this was years ago. So, I don't know, maybe, but. Yeah. All I know is I ghosted her. (laughs) Well, that's okay. I don't really know if ghosting applies fully to a stranger. (laughs) I think that's more when you actually have an established relationship with someone. Right? I don't know. I'm not hip with the lingo. Yeah, I know. That's why when she said she liked my vibe, I felt so cool. 
So, anyways, that was uh, that was my, one of my d- dives into community. So I wanted to get a little bit of professional opinion on what community is. So I did a little bit of research, and uh, I found two kind of definitions. Um, so one is, being a part of a community makes us feel as though we are part of something greater than ourselves. It gives us opportunities to connect with people, to reach for our goals, to make us feel self and secure. A true community is about being connected and responsible for what happens. I like that. And yeah, I, there's so much to that. And mm-hmm. I thought it was really interesting um, because I'd never, I don't know that I've ever associated responsibility with community. Not no, consciously. Yeah, me either. Mm-hmm. But I think it's true. Um, I think that we all have a group kind of responsibility to each other. And it just, mm-hmm. it's the human condition, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So I thought that that was interesting because it says a true community is about being connected and responsible for what happens. So connection is first and responsibility is second. And I just thought that was really interesting. Yeah. And another one said, a familiar thread used to bring people together to advocate for and support each other. Mm, I love that. I love that. It makes me think of a scripture in Romans. Um, it's in chapter 12, verse... Is it verse 12 as well? You uh, tell me. No, verse 10. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to find it. Um, actually, you know what? I'm going to start in verse 9. So Romans 12, verse 9, it says, Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in mm. honoring each other, oh which I love that part, the take delight in honoring each other. Like being part of a community is not just for you to take mm-hmm. from others, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of ties in that responsibility. It's also like you're being responsible for loving those people well and honoring them and celebrating them. Um, it's such a beautiful picture of like, the body of mm-hmm. Christ too, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, rightfully so, we get so caught up in thinking about what we're going to get out of community. And that mm-hmm. is also important because, you know, I can tell you friendship after friendship that I've had that I was pouring into. And when I became an adult, I had to realize I'm not being poured into at all. And so, mm-hmm. you know, you have to find balance but I think that we do get so caught up in what is the community offering me that we totally forget what can I offer to my community. Yeah, for and sure. And so, um, yeah, I just loved that to advocate for, because that's a really strong word. You know, you don't advocate for mm-hmm. something you're not passionate about. And True. so to be passionate about your community, I think, is, like you said, it's a beautiful picture of the body of Christ, and we can literally take that to anything. You can advocate for your friends. You can advocate for your coworker. You can advocate for, you know, like, that's the beauty of the body of Christ is it's not just the church, and that means anyone. Anyone can be your community, and yeah, I loved that. For sure. Yeah. Now, other than... um you know, befriending random people in the McDonald's <laughs> drive through How has it been for you? Like, so for me, I think I've always had this really insecure mindset mm-hmm. when it comes to meeting new people. I don't know why. I don't know where it stems from. I'm sure I'll need to, like, go into therapy to try to figure this out. The deep issue. But I, yeah, it is, it's a deep issue. Um, I just always think people aren't going to like me. And so sometimes it holds me back from trying to get to know people um, on a deep level. Even back in college, I remember um, my roommate, she she finally like drew the line in the sand. I was like, okay, listen, Sarah, you've got to stop acting like this because like a girl would walk down the hallway and I'd be like, did you see how she looked at me? She hates me. Why does she hate me? Like, I don't even know her. And my roommate who is now also my best friend 
She was like, uh, no, <laughs> she didn't. She didn't look at you. Weird. I just had this deep rooted insecurity for whatever yeah. reason that people just wouldn't like me. And so I was always kind of afraid to make friends, um, just not knowing how it would go. And as an adult, even if feels really awkward to like put yourself out there I mean people listening to this probably are surprised by that hearing me say that because I am the type of person that wants to find the person in the room who maybe no one's talking to and engage with them like I always want people to feel welcome Mm -hmm. I always want people to feel like seen um but there is like this part of me at the same time that's like, oh my gosh, they're gonna hate me. They're gonna think I'm obnoxious, and so it can be awkward at times trying to like engage with people yeah. and, and find that community yeah. and make those friends. How, how has that how has that looked for you? Well, two things in response to what you just said. One, I think that's funny because I can't imagine someone not liking you. I'm sure it's out there. Oh my okay, gosh. I'm sure it's out there. But really, I'm just I just find you so charming. It's just so funny. But isn't that like the case sometimes is that we think these things about ourselves that literally no one would ever think, you know? Mm. Um, but two, I also think that that's really cool that you have, I mean, oh, <laughs> I almost just said, I think it's really cool that you have this insecurity, but that's not what I mean. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you, Sarah May. <laughs> it's cool that you push past maybe that to help maybe a wallflower feel included or whatever that is so um, I also am a lot like that where I have time and time again found someone that totally did not want to talk to me and I talk to them anyways because you know trying to draw them out and make them feel included and making some really great friends that way just like Mm -hmm. finding the person in the room who didn't have anyone to talk to so that's always been my personality but I didn't really realize that until I married Adam and he's very introverted. People don't realize that because he's loud and crazy and, you know, he just has a really large personality, but um, Mm -hmm. he is very introverted and if he's not in a setting that he's comfortable in or if he doesn't know, you know, people around him, he is very quiet, only spoken when spoken to and... um, like I'm like dragging him to be part of conversations where I mean you could stick me in any room and I'll find someone to talk to um but (laughs) that's true yeah I just didn't realize that until he would say why why do you make friends at the grocery store okay why because the little introvert (laughs) in him dies a little when I do that but (laughs) but um yeah I think that my my boldness has gained me friendships and it's also totally weirded people out i mean that's just all there Mm. is to it like i have um struck up conversations with people and become really good friends with them and others it has not gone so well there was um a time at, at church actually one of my friends um there's a bit of an age gap and her daughter is my age and I love Harry Potter, hence why I approve of you watching all of them. I love Harry Potter. (laughs) Like, it is much more than just a hobby or an interest. I just, it is, I love it. And I also love penguins. I have a whole wall of penguins next to me in um, my office. And those are just two things that I really like. And this girl, who's my age, and, like, she seems cool, also loves those two things. And I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, my gosh, I want to be her friend. And so I told my friend, who's, this is her daughter, I want to be her friend. She seems so cool. And she told her, Sarah wants to be your friend. She thinks you're really cool. And the girl has probably said, like, five sentences to me since then. <laughs> so maybe she's not feeling so it. So she's not feeling it. And I think that I was coming on a little strong by telling her mom that I want to be your friend. <laughs> That's okay. So you know what? It, hey, it, yeah, it works. you never know. Yeah. Sometimes it works. And like other times, you know, I remember in high school, um, or actually it was in junior high, I was on the bus on my way to D- uh, Washington, D.C., in eighth grade and I ended up talking to the girl who was sitting behind me um and because the girl who was sitting next to me threw up all over the bus oh and so through all of that I ended up talking to the girl behind me struck struck up a conversation and that was eighth grade and we were very close um and we're still friends she just lives in another state now but um we were very close all through high school she was in my wedding and so it's like 
that worked out for me. Right. <laughs> you, know, so, you never know it, when you can meet a good yeah, friend. Yeah, exactly. And so sometimes <laughs> it works, sometimes it doesn't. But um, th- that's the thing is I actually also am a lot like you in that I I wonder if people like me, but mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't stop me from engaging people so much as it's just a wonder that I have. Like mm-hmm. I'll like be to Adam, I'll say like, "Oh my gosh, does this person like me?" And he's like, "Sarah, what reason do you even have to think that they don't?" I'm like, "I don't right. know. I'm just so extra. Like I just I don't know." <laughs> warning, warning. I'm <laughs> <Exactly>. extra. <laughs> well, it, you know, as you were just saying that, it made me think of something. So when we think of community, when we're talking about community, something that I remember learning in college that like blew my mind, it's so simple, but I've, I had never heard it mm-hmm. before growing up. I, I uh, minored in theology and so I took a lot of theology courses and um, one of my professors was talking about how we were created for community mm-hmm. and we know that because not only is it like scattered all throughout scripture, but like God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, oh, three in one. And so, like, he is in his own community in that mm-hmm. way. Um, but also, his greatest desire for us is a relationship with mm-hmm. him. And so, we are created not just for community with others, but community mm-hmm. with him. And um, I don't know, it just, like, blew my mind. Like, oh, my gosh, like, we're created for that. Yeah. So... I think something that the enemy might use to try and keep us from being in that community, mm-hmm. not just with like friends and people around us, but also with the Lord, are those lies mm-hmm. of, you know, they're not going to like yeah. you or you're too extra mm-hmm. or you're too obnoxious or whatever. Um, like those can be really powerful strongholds in someone's life to keep them yeah. from engaging and when we're isolated from people around mm. us, like when we don't have others advocating for us and invested in our lives, like it's a very dark and lonely yeah, place. Well, and speaking against those things, like I, I, I just said it without realizing it, me saying to Adam, what do they not like me? And him being able to speak against that and say, you're mm-hmm. cuckoo bananas. No, <laughs> why are you even saying yes. that? But no, it's just, that's so true. And I, <clears throat> I think that, a lot of that is stemmed in the fear of rejection because Mm. we worry what is it in us that someone might reject and Mm -hmm. so yeah i think that's totally true that and that's a lie of the enemy because we are chosen you know god Mm -hmm. chose us as his his prize creation and he has his love for us i think too going along with that like sure there's gonna be people who you just don't jive Mm -hmm. with you know and you won't get to like a deep friendship level with them and that's totally okay like i think it's important to find like your quote-unquote people that you feel connected with you get along well you trust Mm -hmm. like those are all really important aspects but yeah you're right though like it can be overwhelming thinking like they may reject me but at the same time not everyone is going to reject you and you are going to find your people and so we can't let those fears and lies like hold us back from engaging um i have a short story really quick about that we, so Ryan and I are part of a church who was just planted this past spring. Mm-hmm. And it was like a really fun and exciting time. Um, it's a little overwhelming because you're meeting all these new people. But it's also like exciting at the same time. And I remember there was a couple that we met at um, like a prayer night. And their husband and wife around our age had been married for close to the same amount of time as we had. Um, and we left and both Ryan and I were like, they were really fun to talk to. Like we should try to like hang out with them. And immediately I was like, oh my gosh, I can't do that. I can't ask them to hang out. Like that's awkward. We only met one time. They might think we're so weird. And I actually talked to you about Mm this. Um, you and our other sister-in-law, Alyssa, I was like, you guys, we met this couple. It was almost (laughs) like, it was almost like I was like a young teenage girl who met a boy and I didn't know what to do about it. But I was like, they're so nice. They were so fun to just like hang out with. And it was natural, like talking to them. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, but I don't know how to like ask them to hang out. How do I ask them out? (laughs) 
<laughs> and I remember um, the wife, she, okay, so she's my friend now, spoiler alert, um, but she requested me on Facebook, and I was so excited <laughs> because it was like, oh, I don't have to make that first step, <laughs> but also it was all, like, it showed me kind of how ridiculous I was being. Mm-hmm. Like, I was making this big deal about being so afraid to say, do you guys want to grab coffee sometime? Yeah. Or, you know, whatever. And she requested me on Facebook, and we got ice cream with them. And now, like, a couple months later, I don't know how many months, eight months later, they are some of our really good friends. That's awesome. Like, yes, we we've, we spend so much time with them. Like, weekends that we don't hang out with them and another couple from church, we're like, what the heck? What are we like, doing? Why is it just life's us? not right. <laughs> yeah, life's not okay. So, you know, just if I had let that well thankfully she requested me yeah. but i was gonna do it too you know if i had let that fear hold me back like we wouldn't have good friends and actually it when when we were sick she dropped off ice cream she dropped off flowers for oh us my our gosh. other friends they brought us dinner and it was just like feeling like loved and seen by them mm-hmm. and i you know they were advocating for us in a way they were yeah. you know loving on us when we were feeling sick I love that. And I was just going to recommend maybe you should just tell their mom you want to be friends with them. And then, you know, maybe that'll work <laughs> out for you. I don't know. <laughs> but I love that. And you know what? This is we have the fear of rejection. But then I think that's our personality. I think on the other side of that, like if someone's worried, well, what if we don't vibe? And then I'm like, how do I then not be like not keep pursuing a relationship with them if I don't vibe with them you know people are worried that it'll be awkward if you don't click but honestly I I don't see any way around this is that you won't know until you try it you know like you won't know you may have hung out with them and nothing at all would could be wrong with them but like you said earlier your personalities just might not click and Mm -hmm. um and, and that's okay, too. Like, you can yeah. try different things and try to hang out with different people. And I think that it's just, it's kind of like a hurdle that I think um, sometimes people need to kind of jump is to say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to try hanging out with this person. If we don't vibe, I'm I'm not going to, you know, be stressed out about it or whatever. And, mm-hmm. and not even just hanging out, but just like trying new things, going to a class with an interest that you have. Like, maybe there's you know, a kind of craft that you like to do. And a way that you could find community is going to a class, you know, to do with that. But you're worried mm-hmm. about, you know, well, what if the people there are weird or whatever? It's like, you know, but you could just try it. And if you don't vibe with them, then don't invite them to your house. It's, you know, it's that, maybe it's that simple. <laughs> yeah. But, but yes, yeah, so I Ghost think that dumb. there's two sides. No, I'm just <laughs> I just think that there's like two sides to that, that, our personality thinks about the fear of rejection, but then there's another personality that's the fear of having to be friends with someone. <laughs> that would be my husband, Ryan. Yeah, and my husband, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's so funny because, like, you're right. I, I, we should say, obviously, we're sharing from our perspective, mm-hmm. but, like, other people may not feel like that at all. Yeah. Other people might be like, listen, I've got my significant friends that like I trust I know I love I'm good to go Mm -hmm. you know and that's okay too like there's nothing wrong with that I think it's just important for us to recognize the importance of community in all facets that is your immediate circle okay your tribe that is your like you said your your people but then there also is community at large and that's your neighbors and your mm-hmm. church family and your coworkers, and it's important for us to recognize the importance of those people and relationships because they're all people and mm-hmm. um <clears throat> so i don't know i just think it's just good for us to keep that in mind that don't get blinders and only see your I, I call them soul bearing friends. Those are like the people that I let mm-hmm. in my heart of hearts. You know, don't be blind and only see them. But I had a I had a coworker once and he said, I'm not here to make friends, but I'm definitely not here to make enemies. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, all right. <laughs> and I was like, it was my first day at the job. I was like, okay. But I think that there is, you know what? Not everybody wants to be friends with everybody, and that's fine. Because mm-hmm. that's not possible. But <laughs> that's fine. And it, it is important, though, to remember we're also not here to make enemies. Like, be still mm-hmm. be considerate and, and remember that people are part of our community, whether we're inviting them over for dinner or not. True. Or whether they're yeah. going to bring you ice cream when you're sick. Yeah, but if anyone else wants to bring me ice cream when I'm sick, I'm not opposed. <laughs> do you, <laughs> That's my love language right cream. there. How much ice cream do you have in your freezer right now? <laughs> well, it's funny you should ask that um, because... So our anniversary is coming up this month, and Ryan decided to get me an ice cream subscription box for our anniversary, which is literally, I mean, you can't get me a better present, You just said that's your love language. That's amazing. He knows me well. He knows me well. Um, But the funny thing was that, like, he ordered it not thinking, oh, like, I'm ordering it in October. It's going to be coming in a couple of days. Um, so technically it was an early present, but the, the best part is, so the company is called Salt and Straw, and this is not an ad, <laughs> but if they ever wanted to sponsor yeah, us, they're fine. I, they can send us ice I cream. do like, I do like their ice cream. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it's Salt and Straw, you get five different flavors in this subscription okay. box. But they're themed, like, based on the month. Okay. So it was October. Um, so it's kind of like Halloween fall themed. So there was, like, a pumpkin bread flavor, candy copia, which is a bunch of different, like, crushed up chocolate bars. Um, there was, like, a bubblegum flavor, a lavender, and licorice, which uh-huh. is interesting. Uh, but the final flavor was called something with like creepy crawlers okay ryan saw that and thought that it meant gummy worms were gonna be in it that's my first thought is yeah right because it's ice cream so we're looking at the ingredients and it's a matcha flavored ice cream with like an almond brittle and chocolate covered crickets (laughs) and toasted mealworms (laughs) which is literally the grossest thing i think i've ever heard it's not real mealworms it's real mealworms. It, okay, you know on the bottom part where it like has to give you a warning if um, food includes some sort of allergen? So like soy, wheat, dairy. tell me the warning on this ice cream. It literally says, warning, shellfish, and then in parentheses, insects. <laughs> yes. So there are actual mealworms and crickets in this ice cream. And I don't know... Um, if you've ever had matcha tea, you lost I me have. a matcha. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It literally tastes like grass. Um, <laughs> no offense to anyone who enjoys it. I can't drink it. I don't know why people like it. It's literally <laughs> like you're drinking a cup of grass, um, blended up with some milk. So, essentially, this ice cream is grass flavored <laughs> ice cream with <laughs> bugs <laughs> and. Immediately, Ryan was like, well, you should just throw that out. I'm not trying it. And I was like, you're not even going to try it? And he was like, no, that's disgusting. So we have not tried it. I'm on the fence as to whether or not I want to. But part of me feels like, I mean, we paid the money for Mm -hmm. it. And I will say, I was on their Facebook page and... People were commenting on this flavor saying that they wait for it to come back year after year. Like, and they, there, are I, some, I, I, there are some individuals who really love this flavor. And so I don't know if, like, we'll be pleasantly surprised yeah. or what, but... Okay. Yeah. So that's how, we have a lot of ice cream in our freezer right now. I will say we've eaten two pints so far, um, but we do have quite a bit of ice wow. cream in our freezer yeah okay two questions one uh-huh. which one do you like the best so far oh so we had the pumpkin bread one and it was like it had chunks of like cream cheese and pumpkin bread oh, in it it was pretty good that sounds but so good we had the candy copia and it it's got like Kit Kat, Reese's, Snickers, um, and Heath like toffee bars. Um, that was 
That was really good. Yeah. We we had to split that one up a couple of nights because it was very rich. Mm-hmm. Just I mean, like imagine a ton of candy bars in ice cream. <laughs> and just eating it. Because <laughs> yeah, because it wasn't like you know, sometimes when you're like eating ice cream and it's like three pieces of candy (laughs) and it's a little disappointing that's not the case here it's packed full so it was a bit rich but yeah okay the candy copia question is okay how willing are you to actually eat this because i kind of feel like now that we talked about it we should try this nasty matcha mealworm ice cream (laughs) on seeking sayla Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and now I'm putting the pressure on you to say yes, because I just said it in front of all our listeners. <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, I I can do that. I think I can be brave and share some of my grass bug ice cream with you. <laughs> oh, I, you know what? I feel bad taking some, because then no, you won't no, have no. a whole pint yourself. Now, Sarah May, you are my friend, and we just talked about how friends give and take, and I would love to share my ice cream with oh you. I think that would be really funny, but I think the best part would be like to actually record our reactions yeah. on camera, because oh, yeah. just tasting it and saying what it tastes like would be kind of boring. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that would be funny. They'd just be listening I... to us throw up. That's not as fun. Right. <laughs> right. As opposed to seeing it. Um, no, I'd be down for that i'd be willing all right listeners yeah. you have that to look forward to nice nice you can you, you have that to look forward to i don't know that we are looking for oh my gosh that's true that's oh, true i'm excited in a this is like a double dare kind of thing i think it's funny that i'm that you're gonna eat it it hasn't dawned on me yet that i just said i'm gonna eat it too <laughs> oh yeah you're eating it as well <laughs> Oh you gosh. basically just volunteered to eat bugs. I know, I just Let's just point distribute. That out. Oh my gosh, what is wrong with me? <laughs> just volunteer distribute. Oh yeah. my gosh, this is what I do for you, dear listeners. <laughs> so I was saying, you sometimes are worried that you're going to commit to something, like hanging out with someone and then you're going to regret it and I have a feeling that that is going to happen with me that I'm going to commit to eating this ice cream and then I'm going to regret it because then I have to follow through yep <laughs> but um, you can't back down now yeah exactly <laughs> one um one thing that I was thinking about actually it was just earlier today I was so I we've said about a million times that we listen to audiobooks or podcasts mm-hmm. um and I actually like listening to the bible and that's just one of I I listen to either Harry Potter. You are so holy. I know, I know. <laughs> Just kidding. Either, liter- this is what I listen to, Harry Potter, true crime, and the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> what a mixture. <laughs> Those are the three things that I like to listen to. I actually don't even listen to music that much. I like audio, like books and such, um, even more. But So I was listening to the Bible, and I'm in Proverbs right now, and I heard 2717 proverbs 2717 come across and i just thought of our topic today and it's the verse that says as iron sharpens iron so one person sharpens another and Mm. i know that we've heard this like growing up in the church i heard this a million times about who i was going to be friends with like remember iron sharpens iron you know but Mm -hmm. i was just it just dawned on me earlier like Iron can't be sharpened by iron if it's just iron, <laughs> you know, like there, it has to have a, another iron to be sharpened. <laughs> you mean if it's by itself, it yeah. can't be. Uh, mm-hmm. But no, I'm just kidding. I won't go there. But um, yeah, if it's by <laughs> itself, it won't be sharpened. And so that is the same thing with us. It's like we shy away from community and from like you know, bearing our souls, you know, sharing our heart with people, but we're not going to be able to be sharpened and, and learn and grow in wisdom in the same ways as we could on our own, um, if we're not investing with other people. Mm -hmm. And so that got me thinking like, oh, I wonder, you know, what, what else scripture really has to say about community. And I 
we could do a whole other podcast episode just on Bible verses talking about community. Yeah. Well, it's so important yeah, to exactly. us. So, and, yeah. and like you said, it's literally written in the DNA of who God is and who he created us to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but a couple of verses that kind of challenged even just the way that I think about community were um, Galatians 6.2 says, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ about being responsible and advocating for each other. It's like, well, dang! Uh, did the person who came up with those uh, definitions read the Bible? Uh, I know they seems must like have. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just like, oh my gosh! I wait a minute. <laughs> I just was, you know, thinking about that that way and like bearing each other's burdens. That's no easy job, you know. And Mm-mm. it's literally asking us to be in the trenches with each other, mm-hmm. and. It was just like sometimes when relationships are hard and there's conflict, we want to run, but that's not what this is saying. It's saying, you know, stick with each other and yep. and help each other through. And, yeah, I just I loved that. And the, that word advocating again. Um, and then another one was uh, Matthew eighteen twenty for where two or three are gathered in my name. There I am among them. And I have always thought about this when I'm like seeking prayer for something or I know someone who needs prayer and I'm like like let's get everybody praying you know who are my prayer warriors that I can reach out to but it almost just is making me realize reading it in regards to community is we're stronger together mm-hmm. and I, I you know, there's strength in numbers. That's It's not a new concept to me. But literally thinking about going before the throne of God in prayer, it's like we're literally stronger together as community. And, mm-hmm. you know, when if you know someone who's hurting or you're hurting yourself, those are the times that a lot of times we want to shy away from community and, and hide our hurts or our burdens. Yep. But, you know, Scripture is saying you know, gather together, bring this to the Lord together with your community. Yeah. And yeah, I just, I guess I'd never really thought about how much stronger together we are just in prayer, um, let alone our walks and and everything we go through. Um, And then the last one is James 516. It says, therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. And this is like the really uncomfortable part of community that nobody sure. nobody wants is, is confessing our sins to one another. And I think that we get so worked up in like, what are people going to think of me mm-hmm. and all of that, that people will willfully ignore the existence of this verse and it's like you know first and foremost we need to confess our sins to god and ask Mm -hmm. for forgiveness which he you know always gives but we also need to be confessing our sins to one another and that builds such there is such sweet communion with someone Mm -hmm. that you're able to reveal those things to and it having done that there are I do have people in my life that I'm able to do that and before I you know go to someone sometimes I'm getting I'm sweating a little because I know that like I you know sin isn't like something I just want to get you know I'm not going to tattoo my sins on my arm I don't want everybody to know but but it is real I'm human and it's going to happen and I want to release those and repent and you know and move away from those things but there's such freedom and healing and confessing our sins to one another. I mean, obviously, you have to choose your audience, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell my Sunday school class all my sins, okay? I mean, I'll be real <laughs> with them good. and tell them something, you know, if it's appropriate. But, yeah, it's just like you you need those, like I said, those soul-bearing friends. It's not everyone. and. Right. And I, that's not what's being said here in scripture. You know, it's not saying that you need a microphone, you know, and if, you know what, if God has called you to be vulnerable in that way and, and share with people that aren't maybe your, your inner circle, then, then that's great too. But it's like, I think we get this total fear when we hear like confess your sins to one another and we, 
just totally ignore this, but there's such healing in that that we're going to we're going to miss out on it if we don't take the time to do this. I think too a good point that goes along with that is that when we find those people that we can trust and um, we are vulnerable enough to share our sin with them or what we're struggling with, um, we may learn that we're not alone. Oh, yeah. And I think that is one of the beautiful things of community mm-hmm. is that, so, I mean, I know for myself, okay, there have been moments where I'm like, no one else struggles with this. No one else probably feels mm-hmm. this way. It's just me, which is not true. Mm-hmm. If you're struggling with something, more often than not, somebody else has also walked through that. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we're isolated and when we don't share and when we um, aren't vulnerable, then we can't get to that that place of healing. Yeah. Um, so I this actually literally is making me think of a conversation that I was having with someone. They were walking through a really hard situation in their family and just something a family member of theirs was struggling with. And... You know, she just said, I have no idea what to do. I have no clue how to act. Mm. I don't know how to respond. And it was so bizarre because I literally was walking through the same thing. And I was just able to share with her that she's not alone Mm -hmm. and that it is hard. And, um... And I shared with her, you know, how how I was feeling, um, how I was trying to walk through the situation myself. And she said, I literally felt like nobody else could probably be feeling this way or nobody else could be dealing with this. And so I think that's another beautiful part of like community and why we are literally commanded (laughs) to confess, not just like to confess our sins to, um, (coughs) other believers. Um, because not only does it bring that healing, but it also lets you know that you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm a big believer that there are people who have gone through the fire and who can help you go through the Absolutely. fire. Um, so that's another, I just think, really important thing to remember, especially because it is so hard to do that. Mm-hmm. It's such a vulnerable thing. But the Lord wouldn't instruct us to do something that isn't going to be refining, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I know that when you have community, it's easy to talk about community. (laughs) But if you're not there, like there's been different seasons in my life that I've felt like I was deeply rooted in community and other seasons that I felt very lonely. And I felt Mm -hmm. like, okay, am I just supposed to be like working on me? I mean, I don't know. Why do I feel so alone? And so a few things that I thought of that, you know, they're not it's not an easy thing to do. You don't just wake up one morning and build a community, but just, (laughs) I think things that we can do in our everyday life to be building community. One thing that it it sounds so cookie cutter, but literally is praying. If you are longing for community or you're not longing for community, but you feel like it's something that you should eventually be seeking, um, be praying about that. I, a few years ago was feeling very lonely and I did not realize how like becoming an adult and leaving my group of friends from high school and getting married, Mm -hmm. how lonely that was going to feel because Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, I married my best friend. It's like a sleepover every day, but it's not the same as having a a group of friends. And I started praying, Lord, my the desire of my heart is to have community and maybe that's I don't think that's the word I used but I just said Lord the desire of my heart is to have deep friendships and I don't feel like I really have that right now and so if it is your will for this season of my life I just pray that you would bring friends into my life and Mm -hmm. literally within the next couple of months and this isn't always how prayer works but this time for me literally within the next few months I met two of my best friends um, mm. is, and it was really funny because one of them, Adrian, I already knew I ju- we were leading a, mm-hmm. a small group together and we just hadn't really pursued a friendship with each other yet. We were both busy with ministry. And then the other person, Jen is, she's very extroverted, but she doesn't like meeting new people. And so she totally avoided me the first time she saw me because <laughs> she doesn't like meeting new people. And 
just through different circumstances, we ended up getting close and they are two of my, my soul bearing friends now. And it's just like amazing that I, I feel like God was just these, they were already in my life, but God was like, okay, are you going to bring it to me or not? And I did. Yeah. And, yeah. and then, you know, it, it started to fall together. Um, the other thing, the next thing is two words that are easy to say, but very scary to do. And it's to be bold. And mm-hmm. you like the situation with your, your close friend now, mm-hmm. you know, that wouldn't have happened if you didn't just like put on your boots and say, I'm going to go and have a conversation with this girl or whatever it was. Cause sometimes it can yeah. be scary whether it is, whether it makes sense or not, it can be scary, you know, mm-hmm. or bring up fears or whatever. And so being bold, um, and just, you know, starting that conversation or taking that first step. Um, and then also just, you know, look at your surroundings and your interests. And, you know, if you want to go to your church leaders and say, I am looking for community. Are there other people my age or, you know, if you're a young person with kids or a single parent or you're, you know in your 40s or 50s and you don't have kids and you're looking for like people whatever it is you know i think that asking for help it seems it sounds so painful like wait i'm asking for help to make friends but right but you know what if that's the next step for you then that's the next step for you going to like your your i just think that your church leaders could be such a great resource because i i know the the people in leadership in my church would love nothing more than to connect people. And mm-hmm. so I just, I think that's another resource that people might not think about, but yeah, I think it's, it can be messy, but mm-hmm. it's totally worth it. For sure. Or if you're like Sarah May, just head on over to the, the golden arches tonight <laughs> and, uh, you know, <laughs> but strike you up a, a convo. You have to have a good vibe. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, those are all really great points. Um, But even if you're in a place of life where you're not involved in church or you don't go to church, that's totally okay, too. Mm -hmm. Like, there are other ways that you can try to connect with others. Um, And I think that being bold, like you said, that's really, really key. Mm -hmm. Like, putting yourself out there and saying hey, do you want to grab coffee after work? Or, um, you know, our kids are around the same age. Do you want to have a play date? Mm -hmm. Just something like that. And, you know, like talking to your neighbors, Mm -hmm. if you take a walk around the neighborhood, it's a a great way to try to get to know them, to build community. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, just it can be real simple. And it could, you know, blossom into something really cool. Yeah, exactly. I totally agree. So, Sarah, I would like to tell you what national days are today oh my gosh i've been waiting all day i know i'm so excited i know is is it bug ice cream day (laughs) you know what it should be wild as that would be is not bug ice cream day are you ready yes okay here we go today is national sandwich day (laughs) (laughs) that was so (laughs) anticlimactic Oh, man. I'm not going to lie. November 3rd is the shortest list I've ever seen for National Days. But National Sandwich Day. What is wrong with you? I love sandwiches. I mean, I guess they're okay. It's nothing like National Potato Day. I know. Oh, for sure. Well, and too, I feel like it's just not super specific. Like, you know, it's not like National Meatball Sub Day or National Philly Cheesesteak Day. Mm -hmm. It's just National sandwich day so it's like okay <laughs> yeah, but that, that, you can make it whatever you want that's the beauty of the sandwich sarah all you that need is, true. is two pieces of bread and something random to put in the middle you know yeah well i personally think they should add national bug ice cream to the list and spice things up a little bit yeah well that's very well may already be a thing i mean they're there is National Sandwich Day. I mean, true. <laughs> um, another one is National Stress Awareness Day. Wow. Yeah, I think that's okay. yeah. I think that's a great one though because it's about mental health, and I think that right now we're in the middle of a mental health kind of um, 
like information explosion. I think there's so much information getting out there. Um, and so I think that National Stress Awareness Day is great because we all have stressors, regardless of if you deal with mental health issues or not, we all have stress. And it's good to kind of look it in the face and say, yeah, this is stressing me out. These sandwiches are stressing me out. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, have you seen the meme on, like, it's all over Facebook where it's like, this person who looks really disheveled and it's like everyone oh you look real stressed and then the person <laughs> responds you're like thanks it's all the stress <laughs> i don't know it cracks me up every time i see I it because it's that. like yeah thank you i am really stressed and i look stressed because of all the yeah stress. yeah like what is the proper response to that like <laughs> i yeah that's true oh thanks thank <laughs> right Oh, my goodness. Well, everyone, just go grab a friend, make yourself a yummy sandwich, (laughs) and try to de-stress today. (laughs) How about that for wrapping it all up into a little package? Into a little sandwich. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Thank you for listening today, guys. And while you have your sandwich, uh, make sure that you like and subscribe to the podcast so that you get notifications when we release episodes. Follow us on Instagram. And you know what? While you're enjoying your sandwich with your friend, tell them about Seeking Sela. That's right. (laughs) Send them our way. Um, Thanks for listening, guys. Have a great week. We'll see you next time. Thank you.